Hello and welcome to the Audio Time Capsule, episode 19. For those of you new to the show, I'm comedian Simon Kane, and this is the podcast where I bring on a guest, get them to leave 20 questions and then a year later bring them back on to answer them. I then edit it so they're talking to their past self. All past voices will sound like this and all future voices will sound like this. To give you an idea of how this show is constructed, here is a question that I left myself before this week's guest arrived. Did you renew your Netflix subscription? I want to caveat this question because even as I listen to it, I can hear how frustrated and how much trepidation there is in me asking it. I had to get rid of my Netflix subscription because A, I felt like I was wasting my money because I wasn't really using it, and B, because I was fed up of wasting what I thought I felt like I was wasting time on it. Um, However, uh, my dad got a Netflix subscription and like now I pay half of it and as a result I don't feel like I'm wasting like as in I have a login on it like as in I don't just pay half his Netflix subscription um so I don't feel like I'm wasting as much money and if I don't watch anything which I I watch a fair amount on there but it tends to be the same shit that I would normally watch anyway like Only Fools and Horses or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Louis Ferrou documentaries it's just easier now so yes you have got a Netflix subscription you're not wasting your life Don't feel like you are. It's absolutely fine to take an evening off and enjoy a Louis Ferrou documentary. Let's start the episode. Natalie Seema is a writer, comedian and director who shows an enormous amount of personal growth in this episode. We see how much she's moved on from the targets and questions she's set. You can hear it in her answers, how much she doesn't feel like they matter anymore or or even that they don't matter as much anymore. And she even gets a bit snippy with her past self, which is always fun to listen to, as she gets annoyed that her past self is so uh, invested in things that don't matter as much now or that maybe she thinks her past self is being a little catty with her in the questioning. It was a really fun interview to put together and I really enjoyed it. I think it's going to really highlight the life and mind of a very talented writer and how her personal life impacts her professional one. Before we dive straight in, if you're new here, please do remember to hit the subscribe button. If you're old here, please do consider giving us an honest, ideally positive review in iTunes. I'm trying to keep the reviews as high as the episode count, so if you could give it a review, at the moment we are at 19 and this is episode 19, so I'd love to keep it above it. Uh, You'd be really helping me out. It doesn't like do anything more than make me feel good about the fact that the numbers are equal, really. Uh, and either way, please do consider joining the Facebook group. It's called the Audio Time Capsule, and it's on Facebook, obviously. But for now, let's open the time capsule of Nat Lutzima. Hello, my name is Nat Lutzima. It is the 7th of June, 2017, and I'm recording my time capsule at the Bill Murray Pub in Angel. And um, I feel a little bit wary about doing this because I'm a bit uh, superstitious and I have a nasty feeling I'm about to jinx every single thing I mention in the next 15 or so questions. But you can't live a life of fear, can you? So on we go. Hello, I'm Nat Lertzima. It's the 1st of September 2018 and we are in my flat in Hernhill in the living room by the window. I feel quite anxious about hearing my questions. I have a horrible feeling they're going to be things I said to Simon and then literally didn't think about for 12 months and have done nothing about and it'll be a complete surprise to hear them. Hi future Nat, 2018 Nat. Are you still growing your hair? I bet you are and I bet you think you look like a Disney princess but I think you probably look like a witch. But that's cool, you do you. 
Oh, oh, past me. Oh, 2017 me. You're such a bitch. I am still growing my hair. And I do think I look like a princess, but I do probably look a bit like a witch. It is way too long. God damn it, woman. Past me is a lot like my mum. <laughs> just, just far too, far too insightful and a little bit mean. Um, yeah, still growing it. So what of it? So uh, I think when I left that that sassy message in 2017, my hair was about armpit length. We're now we're now heading for the bottom of the ribs, and uh, it is very heavy when it gets wet in the shower. Yeah, basically cousin it. I bet you're not drying it either when you head out. I bet you're heading out with a massive mop of wet hair. Jesus, the neighbours must be staring. How did war paint go? War paint. I mean, I don't need to remind you. Hopefully, but um, war paint was a short film that um, that you. Uh, were directing and Yasmin Akram was writing and performing in and you're very excited about it right now so I hope it's all gone well I hope you didn't kill dear with your boyfriend who was also producing it yes yes war paint went well although oh god you're always so excited about anything you're shooting right up until the first day of filming and then it, like three minutes into the day you're like oh well that camera bit isn't here yet so so we can't do that shot and we can't do that and you begin compromising like the whole way through so yeah it's uh it's never quite what you visualize but I'm really happy with it and it came out it came out slightly differently to what I thought but now Yaz is writing the feature film version so we're just trucking onwards it's slow though man it's really slow it takes on average seven years to make a feature film wow so let's sit with that for a bit well the main thing is you didn't kill Dyramid he pays half the rent how is Empathetic going? I know that's like the thing you're most excited about right now, um, now, 2017 now, because um, it was a book that you wanted to pitch to your publishers, but for complicated publication date reasons, you had to wait 10 months to do that, and you didn't want to wait 10 months. So you started writing it as a screenplay, and then you were going to sell the screenplay and write the novel retrospectively after the screenplay and I know you were feeling for the first time in your life that you'd finally done something business savvy with your writing I really hope that didn't bite you on the bum mate yes I did continue to be business savvy I wrote empathetic as a screenplay and then I wrote the book and I've just handed the book into my literary agent last week and she loves it and it's going out to market right now well not right now this is a Saturday but it's going out to market right now first thing on Monday um but we say, you and me, we say I was being business savvy. I have as yet made zero beans off empathetic in any way, shape or form. So like it feels businessy, but in terms of actual money in the pocket, nah, not so much. But it's all written, 40,000 words, in with the agent now. Amazing. I'm so glad I did something for future me. You are welcome. Are you directing more? I know at the moment you're writing mainly and directing a bit, but I wonder if in the next year you'll be directing more than you're writing. I feel like maybe you will. Uh, I feel like you've got you've got a good momentum behind you and I hope you capitalise on that and you don't doubt yourself. No, past me, we lost the momentum. Okay, sorry to say it, RIP the momentum is gone. Um, I'm writing way more than directing but I am doing a bit of directing. I tell you what, past me, I'm having a lot of meetings about directing and then emails saying it didn't go your way, which, you know, it's good to be in the mix, isn't it? But um, yeah, I still I still just like writing most because you don't have to wash every day. So yeah, more writing than directing, but very happy with it. Not wearing out the uh, the shoes, schlepping around town. Okay, well, I guess I'll try and get the momentum going. Although I know it's a doomed effort because by 2018, the momentum has died. Oh, this is very Inception.
are you writing adult books now? I don't think you should be. I hope you're not. If you're writing adult books now, I bet it's because, like, the 101th twat of the party uh, said to you, how are your kiddie books? And you felt small, so you were like, I'm going to write adult novels. And I hope you're not, because I think you write YA better than you write anything else. So keep doing that, because children are our future. And uh, when everyone else's fans are dying, yours are going to be 20 years younger. Think on that. Yes! Oh my God, we're so in sync, you and me. We should go out or something. Um, Yes, so I did start to write an adult novel and I got about halfway through it and I thought, what am I I trying to prove? And I went back to writing for younger readers because it was much more fun. And yeah, yeah. And in fact, someone did say at a party, how are your kiddie books doing? And do you know what? Do you know what passed me? I didn't go off and write an adult book. I just told them to fuck off. But I didn't like a jokey way. So they were like, oh, she's being abrasive. But I meant it. I really meant it. So uh, yeah, no fear. Not writing adult novels. Still, still write for younger readers because yeah, younger fans, mate. They'll last longer. Yeah, in fact, in fact, we've gone even younger now because the two books before were for 13 to 15 year olds and Empathetic is for 10 year olds. Had a chat to uh, Helly, literary agent. She's doing well, sends her love. And um, yeah, and we decided to go for 10-year-olds. So, and that's a really interesting new way of writing. So yeah, and we're writing in the third person now, which is of no interest to anyone, but past me and present me and probably future me will care. But it's an endless conversation with myself about uh, which way to write, first person or third person. Never second person, that's weird. I can't wait to go tell that person to fuck themselves. Although... I'm just impressed you were at a party because I know how lazy you get. Also, are you writing drama scripts now? Because again, if you're writing drama scripts, I bet it's because somebody has been snobby to you about comedy scripts and stick to your guns. Remember that like you spent like eight years in stand-up where comedy was everything and now you're in film and people are like, ooh, comedy, ugh, well, that's a bit, ugh, a bit fun. Don't let them make them, don't let them make you doubt that comedy is important because it is, it matters. So I hope you're still doing that. I am still doing that. Oh my God. I haven't changed a scrap in 12 months. It's actually a bit depressing. I'm like a rock in how slowly I evolve. Yes, I actually did start writing a drama script and about halfway through thought, no, it's a comedy. It wants to be a comedy. And and so I wrote it as a comedy. Um, yeah, yeah, just always comedy. I can't imagine myself writing a drama. It feels like something's missing. I know. I feel the same about drama scripts. It's like something is missing and it's the jokes. It's what, yeah. No, 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 no. You don't need to explain yourself to me. Have you bought a flat? I bet you haven't. I know right now you're like, you've got a Pinterest page and you're looking at furniture and you're so full of hope. But you're a millennial. You're a millennial who does a stupid job, you twat. You can't buy a flat. I hope you don't get too caught up in the excitement of it and you're not too disappointed. No, of course we haven't bought a flat. Of course, past me, we haven't. We, the Pinterest page is looking great, though. If I could live in my Pinterest page, I'd feel like a millionaire. That's just coming along smashingly. Um, no, I'm still in the same flat. I don't know, man. Maybe, who knows what will happen? Maybe, like, Brexit will just turn the whole island upside down so it's pointless anyway. Yeah, don't even worry about it. There's nothing. We don't need to own anything. We don't own anything, actually. It's just still a laptop is everything you've got to your name. So, you know, and the cat. The cat is thriving, by the way. Thought you'd like to know. I knew it. Why did we think we could afford a flat? Absolute madness. Although, God, Pinterest page. What are you, 12? Are you doing stand-up again? I know you've been dipping your toe back into it again. Again, I don't think you should. I think it appeals to the worst sides of your personality. So 
don't give in to that side of you that wants to be a show-off because you are much better sitting at home by yourself writing films. Plus, when you do stand-up, you drink too much and you know you do, you know you do. For the sake of the skin on your face, stick to your writing. Yeah, I yeah, a little bit of stand-up, a little bit. But yeah, you're, you're so right. We just drink too much when we do stand-up. And, and I am obnoxious for days afterwards because like I've had all the attention and now I want more off everyone and people don't want to give it, obviously, because attention is a scarce commodity and we all want attention. Um, do you know what I've been doing more, actually, since you ask, is presenting awards... And that is like a little bit of stand-up. But you basically have a job to do. And because you're not winning the award, you have to remind yourself it's not about you. You are but the conduit. And that keeps your massive ego in check. So actually, that's quite good for you. So we'll keep doing that, I think. Award ceremonies. Okay, okay. That's our halfway house between stand-up and sitting at home longing for attention. Okay, good to know. Are you still vegan? I know you're two months in at this point. And struggling a little bit but I hope you still are vegan because empathetic the thing you're writing is kind of vegan propaganda so you're going to look like a bloody idiot if you're back uh, eating eggs so think on that vegan as fuck mate yeah no problems at all um eating quite a lot of vegan junk food uh hate to break it to you we've put on a bit of weight uh we've, we've found quite a lot of corn nuggets uh are finding their way into our diet um yeah but don't worry, it's not a problem. And in fact, Empathetic is veering a bit away from vegan propaganda and it's now a lot more about media manipulation because, do you know what, we're just tackling all the big problems and not eating eggs. Woo, oh yeah, okay, high five. Have you decided between a kid and a dog yet? I don't have any helpful advice to give you on that, except a dog is going to sting less when you first get it. So bear that in mind. But then a kid will require less brushing. It's very tricky. I know you mm. feel a bit of a void in your life since the cat got so independent and she doesn't need you anymore. She's two and she has to go her own way now, but you do need something needy in your life. Yeah, still haven't decided, mate. Still, no, no idea. In fact, if anything, going off a dog because one down the road keeps doing very runny shits all over the road and watching the owner try and pick it up when it's not even a shape to be picked up is putting you off the whole idea. Um do you know what we've done about the cat though now the cat doesn't need me so much i've written the cat into empathetic and i've written a version of the cat that does love me uh which feels pathological i don't think i should have a kid that just feels like a, a really weird thing for a future mum to do so yeah as yet no dog no baby and the cat sends her regards kid versus dog to be honest i did not think you'd be answering these questions with a kid or a dog in your arms uh, to be honest now we know what happened with the cat we had the cat six months we got stressed and as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads linkedin has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience that's right over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. 
Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Parents had to foster her. So are you drinking less? I bet you're not. I bet you're still pounding back red wine and getting in touch with your emotions when, to be honest, Nat, you're already pretty in touch with them anyway. You don't need to lubricate it with the grape. No. So new development in our life, this is what your 30s bring, is red wine now gives us heartburn. So that's something we can't drink anymore. And well, so yeah, drinking a lot less actually. Um, which is great, it's fine, and I've not replaced it with hard drugs or anything, just drinking less because, you know, the payoff isn't worth it. I think we're going to be all right, going to be okay, unless we go back to stand-up and then we're going to start drinking loads again, because it's it's the lifestyle. You're so old, it's only been a year, how are you now a person that gets heartburn? Jesus, Grandma. Are you getting the itch to go back to Edinburgh again? I bet you are. Fight it for one more year. Go back in 2019 because it's only going to suck up all your money. And again, it doesn't appeal to the best sides of you. But I understand why you want to go back. Yeah, I was just saying to Simon about it before. 2020, maybe, not 2019. I am getting the urge to go back. But but it's now 1st of September and I'm seeing all the clowns come back from Edinburgh just so depleted of every bit of energy they've got. And I'm like, no, we can leave that another year. So, yeah. Also, let's go back with something really, really good. Let's not have like a four or five year break and come back and be like, here's a thing I've noticed because no one needs that off you. There's enough of that. Don't clutter up the circuit. Yeah, okay. No, I, I know you love Edinburgh, but also hate it at the same time. All I'll say is debt. Just I'm just going to say the word debt. I'm just going to leave it there. Back away. You know what I'm saying. Did you have your nubby arm mole removed? I bet you haven't done that either. I bet you just keep drawing a face on it and styling it out as something adorable. It's not adorable. It's really gross now. And I know it's not your fault, but you should get it removed. And I know it's healthy because the doctor said it was healthy. She said, that's a lovely big mole, but we don't like it, do we? No. No, we don't like it. In fact, this morning, we tried to um, shove it in dear tongue over face and he nearly threw up. Um, yeah, no, so still have the mole, still not got it removed because the NHS won't do it for free, which is fair. It is not an emergency thing. But um, mum, she's well, by the way, sends her best, uh, said in classic fashion, for Christmas, I'm going to have your horrible arm mole taken off. So that's nice, isn't it? So we're going to have that off. Happy Christmas. Well, it's pretty tactless of mum, but at the same time, if you've not got rid of that mole, someone has to. So I guess Santa's going to have to do it, isn't he? Are you still quite calm? You've been very calm for like the last two years. I'm very proud of you. And it might be a combination of work going better and also this new pill. So your hormones are much less up and down. But credit where it's due, you've been very calm. And I hope uh, in 2018, you're still very calm. Not only am I still very calm, I'm off the pill altogether. So there's not even any fake hormones making me calm. It's just me being calm. And I must be honest, when I stopped taking it, I thought I was going to white knuckle my way through five years of screaming insanity and tears. But actually, we are very zen. It's fantastic. I don't know. Do you know, I think that honestly, if you do, and like you'll relate to this, if you do a job you love and all you want is to like earn enough money to live while doing the job you want, when you can't achieve that... That's so frustrating and exasperating when like you're trying to just like write your scripts, write the things you want to do, but then you have to like veer off to the side to do something to earn some money and then come back and like, and, and just being able to do the job I love, get paid for it. That's it. That's all it takes. And it's made me so calm. Um, and I live near a park and I think all of that really helps. And I do think being away from stand up 
like those those big highs and big lows with stand up like i yeah I got very used to living very extreme and I was either very unhappy or very happy. And actually there's, there's a much calmer way of being in the middle. So yeah, I think that's all it is. <laughs> there's my only recommendation. Ditch the thing you love. Good. I'm so glad we're still calm, especially as I know for a fact we will not have taken up yoga or meditation. So that, that's just pure us. Well done us. Are you doing more adaptations? I know you like doing them. So I hope you are doing more. And I hope you're getting to pick and choose a bit on them as well, because that's always fun. I can see you not sound like mum, because mum is always like, oh, I can see you reading the news because you read out loud. So nice. Not to not to tell you what to do, but I hope you're doing more adaptations. No, no adaptations. And the idea of, frankly, being able to pick and choose the adaptations I do is laughable 2017, Nat. Tuck your fucking ego away we uh we are getting no pick and choosing chances um although the adaptations we've done so far are going well and they're out to market and stuff but um but yeah no new ones have come in which is a shame damn shame maybe 2019 will bring some i'm sorry i'm i was just very optimistic i thought we were going to work very hard and uh, become very popular and be able to pick and choose our projects i see you've let me down that's fine how is your enemies list coming along it's been quite big over the years and it's dwindling year on year. I do hope a year from now you've got it down to zero because I think that is the sign of a healthy mind or a big pile of dead enemies somewhere that no one will ever find them. Best of luck. I have binned the enemies list now. I mean, I, I munched it off notes on my laptop, which is a bit less impressive than just screwing it in a ball and putting it in the bin. But I got rid of it completely and I didn't kill any enemies. It's just new zen me. Doesn't need the enemies list. I mean, sure, if certain names come up in conversation, uh, we will be like, hey, you know who's a cunt, that guy. Um, but that's that's just small talk. So you're allowed that, but your list is gone. Well done. Well done. I'm very pleased. I mean, in an ideal scenario, we'd have just a big pile of dead enemies, but this is good too. Also, do you still read your horoscopes every month, even though it's very long and very boring? I wonder if you do. I feel like when you read your horoscopes, it's because you're uncertain about what's coming. And I think when you're at your most confident, you don't need Susan Miller. You don't, you don't need Susan. She's a bit batshit mental. You don't need her, Nat. You make your own luck. I am halfway through reading my horoscopes for September, Nat. You shove your judginess right up your ass. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, not only am I still reading my horoscopes, Nat, I read my star and my moon and my rising. That's three different signs I read every month for my horoscopes. And then I pick the one that's most optimistic and I stick with that. And do you know what? I don't want any of your cheek about it. Shut up. Uh, no it is a bit of a chore they are they are a long long slog and Susan Miller she's right is a bit batshit and she will deviate for ages and talk about her daughter's wedding to a Leo and you're like I don't care I'm reading this for me Susan for me and she keeps promising me absolute shed loads of money from a publishing deal but she's been promising that for two years now so come on Susan get your finger out mate now just laughing about stupid things you do doesn't mean you're not doing the stupid things stop reading your horoscopes have you been offered anything in the last year that you turned down and then regretted turning it down? I bet you have. I bet something that's loads of money came up, but you were snobby about it. And I bet you're kicking yourself now. You can't have nice things. I won't judge you, but it would be nice to have nice things. Stop being a snob. No, no. We've turned some things down, but they were quite bad money and terrible projects. OK, I think you'd be all right about that. We haven't turned anything down that was tons of money and but like, you know, creatively terrible. 
because we still don't get offered those things. I think we give off the mistaken appearance of integrity. And I don't know where that's come from. I think it's the glasses. Um, it's very unfortunate because it would be nice to have nice things, wouldn't it? But no, don't worry. I'm not like turning down Coca-Cola because like ethics. So we're fine. In fact, we even went for a wine gum advert and we know they're not vegan. So and we, we did actually eat a few of them. We didn't feel good about that afterwards. So don't worry now. I'm not being too ethical to earn. Is there anything you've done in the last year that you regret? I'm, I'm going to answer for you. Yes, I bet. I bet it's getting drunk and being mouthy at a party. I bet you've done that. But I wonder if you've done any work that you regret. I hope not, because you love your work, don't you? So I, no, I, I, I hope you're still proud of your work. No, actually, the getting drunk and mouthy at parties has calmed right down. It's because we can't drink the red wine anymore. And that is just lady petrol, isn't it? That just fuels many of our bad decisions. So red wine is off the table. So actually, I've been all right at parties. Work-wise, we have written three screenplays that we're not happy with that haven't got anywhere. And that does feel like quite a lot of wasted hours. Um, and, it, and not even wasted have, in fact, given us like the claw with our hands, you know, that kind of that nerve thing we get. Um, but I mean, no, there's nothing terrible we've written that's out there. So that's something. They're just sitting on our laptop being shit on our laptop. And we can cope with that, can't we? Well, look, it's a shame you wrote those scripts and now everyone knows they exist because you could just shut up about them and people would have thought your output was consistently all right. But uh, OK, fine. Your choice. Hey, you're drinking less. That's something, right? When you look back over the last year, which memory makes you the most happy? It's silly, but... But we were in a bookshop, I think, in Islington. And I just went in to just grab a book because occasionally I'm like, oh, stop buying things off Amazon. Go and buy something from a bookshop. And I just went in and stumbled across one of my books on the shelf. And I hadn't been looking for it. And I didn't even think to look for it. And I just thought, wow, that's amazing to be so comfortable with having published some stuff that you just become used to it now because you know you know we're terrible for like really really wanting something and then as soon as we achieve it we're like oh well that's not worth anything so better go find something else and so that was a really nice feeling um and also finishing yeah there's been various things we finished where we felt really satisfied like finished like the fifth draft of spilt milk black coffee finished the first draft of empathetic so quite a few things where you're just like ah, i've done a good job um and just been really happy as well like at home we're living with caroline now i know who saw that coming like our best friend since we were seven now lives with us which is amazing so yeah so so that's been absolutely lovely Mm, we've had a good year we have had a good year but i hate to tell you this our grey hair has gone absolutely batshit mental. We have got grey hair all over our head. And mum said that started happening to her at 25. So it's okay. But yeah, we're starting to feel a little bit like seasoned, like a little bit salt and pepper on the head. But, you know, we can live with that. Uh, and also we haven't got fit. We meant to and we haven't at all. Right. So you're rife with grey hairs, but you're still growing your hair long. Can Right. Can you see the problem with that? Just chop it off chop it and finally if you could come back to the original record date right now with me right now what bit of advice would you give me for the year ahead oh do you know listening to all these questions I'm like they are all about work and I know because we love our writing and we love our work I, I know that's why they're all about work but I would like to go back and say nah don't be so workaholic 
but it's pointless even saying that to you because I don't even believe it because I know it's what makes us happy. And it's not like we, in fact, even neglect people in our lives because of it, because we do all our work while they're at work. And then when they get back in the evening, we're like a Labrador greeting them at the door. Like, how you been? What are you doing? You smell of the outside. So that's fine. Um, what bit of advice would I give you? Um, you shaved your arms, your actual arms, because Yasmin said, that if you shaved your arms, the hair doesn't come back. What are you, 14? You shaved your arms. And now you've got like prickly, spiky little arms. What on earth were you thinking? You're a grown woman listening to your mate telling you that if you grow hair, it doesn't come back. Of course it bloody comes back. <sighs> yeah, so don't do that. Don't do that. D- say, oh, all right, Yaz, and smile and nod, but don't go and do it. Yeah, Yaz did it. And she, she swore hers didn't come back. But everyone's different. Everyone's different. Thank you for answering my questions, Future Nat. Oh, you're so welcome, Parsnat. You are so welcome. Get to the gym. It's not how it works. You've already not got to the gym in the preceding year. Right. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was Nat hearing about how she's letting more things go and how her enemies list is at all time low and that she's found a happy medium focusing on her YA writing. Uh, When I first met her, she was in a sketch group called Jigsaw, and many of their videos can still be found online. And I'll also put a link to her books on Amazon as well in the show notes. I found it really interesting to hear how she's become calmer and just enjoyed the process of writing and is aware of the bad side of herself that Edinburgh brings out. I think a lot of us just just fo- I mean myself included just focus on the next one and so don't really take enough time to reflect and take stock of what we're getting from it in the positives and the negatives so this was really really fun to listen to and it's given me a lot to think about if you're new here please do hit the subscribe button if you're old here please do give us an honest ideally positive review in iTunes at the moment all the reviews are five star which is amazing because that just never happens so at the moment we've got 19 reviews and 19 episodes I'd love to keep the review count above the episode count so if you could help me with that challenge I'd really appreciate it and either way please do consider giving us a donation to keep this going. You can either do that on PayPal as a one-off donation at simonkane.co.uk or you can do it on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash audio time capsule podcast. All the links are in the show notes. Any donation amount is very much appreciated, no matter how big or small you think it is. You can become a patron from $1 an episode. That's 80p. Do you think this is worth 80p? Honestly, it's taken me 18 hours to put together, so I think 80p is pretty reasonable money for the show. The Audio Time Capsule is a fruit that got in gravity's way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much for rating and donating if you do. I'll see you all in about 14 days' time. Bye.